Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. I feel compelled to share something that's been weighing really heavy on my heart lately, and it's about the role of leadership in the upcoming election. I'm not talking about promoting a particular candidate, though I do 100% believe that everyone should vote and never pass up the opportunity to have a voice in our political system. Especially as a woman, I never want the hard-fought battles of the women before me who paved the way for my right to vote to ever be in vain. Now, today I want to talk, I'm not talking about red and blue. I'm talking about how we as leaders have a really significant opportunity that lies before us, an opportunity that won't frankly be easy for everybody, but I feel passionately that it is a critical role that we have to play as leaders. We have an opportunity to lead by example on Tuesday and in the coming weeks and months that follow. And so I've been asking myself, and I implore you to do the same. Does a leader build bridges or does a leader build barriers? There's a saying based on an African proverb, and it was made more popular and more well-known in the movie Black Panther. It was said by um, King Chala, the wise build bridges and the foolish build barriers. Now, I am not talking about a literal kind of wall. Our country is just so emotionally divided. There's been so much ugliness that has been amplified by the media and on social media. And I believe it's our job as leaders to build bridges and bring people together, not help perpetuate barriers between each other. It doesn't matter if they agree with you or you agree with them. I do remember, though, well the days before social media when families could have political debates and then sit still unconditionally love each other even if they adamantly disagreed over very hot issues. It breaks my heart that people are posting on social platform statements like, unfriend me if you're voting for a particular candidate. I just can't wrap my head around that, I'll be honest. You know, kids not talking to their parents, lifelong friends not speaking to each other again. I mean, my, oh my God, what has the world come to? I'm not saying that you don't have a right to cut hateful or negative people out of your life. Of course you do. We all do. But are you really going to only surround yourself with people who think like you? How will you learn, grow, see other points of view? And if you can't lead people who don't share your opinions, then how can you really call yourself a leader? Why would you want that as a leader? So I've been asking myself, with such a wonderfully diverse group of people in my life and at work, what can I do to lead by example as we anticipate the results and aftermath of the upcoming election? So I've, I dug in deep. I've read articles. I've read blogs. I've talked to, to fellow leaders. I've listened to podcasts. And I've done a lot of reflecting on everything. And what I keep coming back to is this. A leader's role is to lead by example in making sure that everyone feels included and respected for their individual beliefs and opinions. It is in our charge to create a respectful, 
and psychologically safe environment for our teams, regardless of who they choose to vote for. Inclusion means including everyone all of the time, not just some of the people some of the time, or people who happen to think like you. And that means treating others that don't have the same opinion as you equally and fairly without judgment and also without assumptions, without labels and with what, without what we think they might be or who they might be or what they may stand for. Don't add to the divisiveness. I do think it's interesting. One HBR article I read said that you shouldn't ban political discussions at work. I always thought the topic of politics and maybe other taboo topics might best be left at the proverbial door, but it definitely made sense in the way that we are whole humans and you cannot possibly compartmentalize every aspect of your life from another. What happens to us personally impacts our thoughts and mind at work. We live integrated lives now more than ever, and we as leaders need to recognize that sometimes reactions in a work meeting have nothing to do with the work itself. And it might be based on the stress of something happening at home or in our personal lives, virtual homeschooling, or a sick parent. And this is where empathy comes into play and must be at the forefront of our minds as leaders so we can be mindful of the emotions that are impacting our people. Emotions that will likely be escalated with next week's election results. A thought that helps me maintain perspective is that no matter what happens, humanity will endure. The human spirit is strong and capable of overcoming seemingly insurmountable obstacles. The history of human beings has been plagued with trials and wars and terrible laws, terrible people and terrible eras and terrible leaders. We get through it. We have to have hope and we have to remain resilient. Yeah, I took to heart a comment someone made to me the other day that by me saying this comes from a place of privilege. And, you know, I thought really hard about that because I always appreciate people challenging my thinking on things because it gives, it makes me pause. It causes me to reflect and think and learn and grow. Now, while I don't and can't feel exactly the same struggles of some people and as they feel in the upcoming election, And maybe my strength and my fortitude to some may seem like I'm disconnected, but I assure you that I am not. I have had the roller coaster of emotions in 2020 like everyone else, and I work very hard to remain resilient and positive. My perspective on the future, it comes from historical documentation, if you will, of thousands and thousands of years of humanity enduring a lot. So I know we feel like we are at a tipping point with issues in this country, And in some cases, maybe we are. And it's a very emotionally charged time for a lot of reasons. I get that. But we really aren't the first generation with intense and immense challenges. And we won't be the last. I know. I probably sound, oh, that's so defeatist. Well, no, not at all. I'm not a defeatist. If anyone knows me, they know I'm a very positive and optimistic person and always want to strive to be better, do better. And I I believe, I think Maya Angelou said the quote, like, when we, we know better, we do better. I want absolutely nothing more than to see an end to disgusting racism and even poverty and hunger, homelessness, human trafficking, crime, so much more that weighs heavily on human, humankind and my heart. I'm just saying the reality of humanity throughout our entire history is sadly there will always be some kind of opposition that we face, and that is the shadow side of human nature. With free thinking, free will, sadly not everyone is going to make moral decisions. Therefore, 
we will always have a need for strong and courageous leaders to continue to build bridges, to be positive examples, and hopefully develop more leaders and more leaders and see a ripple effect that grows the world into an increasingly better place. This episode's SIPs are going to be an acronym for the word VOTE. First SIP. V is for value each person. It's a leader's job to create an inclusive environment, and that means ensuring respectful discourse and attitudes, nothing hateful or demeaning treatment of anyone. Assumptions are powerful enemies of understanding. Seek to understand, to empathize, and most importantly, encourage others to do the same. Build bridges. Next tip. O. Offer support. Mentally steal yourself for emotions and anxiety that will inevitably follow the election results. Get your own oxygen tank filled and your mask ready so you can breathe deeply and be mentally and emotionally ready to be there for others. Be there for your team no matter what. Check in with them, but give them space, time off, resources if your company offers them, like for counseling, whatever they need to process through how they're feeling. Third sip is tea for talk to people. Don't don't duck it. Don't shirk it. Don't ignore. Encourage people. Talk with them one-on-one. Encourage them to talk with friends, with family, or a counselor, to journal their feelings, take walks, exercise, prayer, meditation, limit media intake, and social media interaction. And the last, the, the last tip is E for empathy. We don't know how the world will react, and we must mentally be ready to remind ourselves of what is in our control versus not in our control in times of unrest. It's also important to empathize that others' actions towards us are likely not personal. They just may not be in a good place. They may not mean to lash out. Empathize first. But in the workplace, also monitor that people stay respectful, seek to understand, show compassion. Nip comments in the bud because that is not going to help anybody, only hurt. If the candidate you voted for is selected, don't you or let others gloat or be a jerk about it, frankly. Be a team player, not a naysayer. What you say, how you act, and react will set the tone for the people around you. Make sure you're part of the solution, not fueling the fire of division. Lead by example. Build bridges. You know, and I understand some people might be fearful for the future as far as what might happen, what could happen, what, what we fear will happen based on election results. With any other topic we discuss as leaders, we always, always remind ourselves and our people that worrying about the future only creates more anxiety, fear, and adds to the negativity and assumptions that are building barriers around us. Until faced with a reality, we have to take everything one day at a time. The decision we make in this moment is all we have. Holocaust survivor Corey Ten Boom said, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. And don't we need all the strength we can get these days? Leaders, rise above and be a bridge builder. If we don't encourage compassion, hope, and optimism, then what's the alternative? How will you cast your vote on this? Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. 
For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.